Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Rise and Grind. But today's Sunday brunch, good times and bad times. So let's talk about it. So what are we going to talk about today? So a lot of people are facing definitely high heats right now. It's what is it? September 4th here in Stockton, California. And I must say that it is definitely warm. Welcome on into all those for Rising Grind, I'm producing live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter Spaces, and another network I'm forgetting the name of. But anyhow, getting right back into it. I was really thinking about a lot of the obstacles that I've been facing. And I've been fate and what's really been up my alley, what I've been trying to accomplish and things I've been just outwardly ignoring. When you look at all these things that you can possibly do, you got to actually think about what am I actually getting done? I feel like a lot of us are kind of missing the point and including myself. I definitely have gotten frustrated with things. I definitely have not really consider sometimes other people's opinions. In the last few days, I've been reading the Daily Stoic. And it's been asking me questions, so to speak. It's been asking me questions about my philosophy, my daily thoughts, and my training for good times and bad times. And a lot of us, we are not preparing for bad times and we are not preparing for our good times by the same measure. You know, when I read a few of these cards that I actually make, and I make them out of the Daily Stoic and other sources, today was how am I preparing in the off season for what is to come? It's a brilliant question, I must say, because I feel that when we're not in our prime season, kind of like, you know, where it comes from and it's pointing as like how athletes, it's like a professional athlete, he does have an off season, but it, are they really off? And for the rest of us who are not athletes, working professionals, adults, even kids as, or students, there is parts of a lull, like not your prime season of your most busiest activity. What do you do with that? And as well as when you have off time, we get, many of us get two days for work, but then there are some of us who don't. And I can remember there were times I didn't, and I didn't really have the mindset prepare me for when I got to a point where I didn't really appreciate off time. It was more like fill in time, all the things that I wanted to do, all the things that I was aspiring, like, look, I said on a list, this is my to do thing. So then I came across this quote by Epictetus. And he says, basically, we must undergo a hard winter training and not rush into things for which we haven't prepared. That's a big statement. And what it really explains that and it came from Epictetus. What it explains is when we're, even when we've got things at the peak, we're still prepared for winter. To me, the greatest athletes, the highest performing earning individuals I've ever met, very successful people don't stop the trend that they're in, the habits, the rituals. They get up, they rehearse themselves, they prepare themselves, they acknowledge themselves for what they've got to do and how they've got to serve. So how does that really apply for the rest of us? There are many people that will pitch to you and tell you, you can do this, you can subscribe to this program. And it was so interesting that I was in a clubhouse room 
with a colleague of mine, a friend of mine, and that's all they were doing. They were just pitching, you know, Hey, buy my program, do this. We'll get you to the next level of your best performance. And for a low fee, I think it was like $47.99, buy this person's five-day course. And if you don't like it, you get your money back within 15 days. And that's the, you know, if you don't like it, you get your money back. But what about when you don't have those courses and you don't have that money? What if maybe that's just not in your bag? You want to go and train under somebody else's tutelage. How do you prepare for good and bad, you know, just like when somebody wins the lottery or do a lot of lotteries prepare for the good times. A lot of times it's been said in their statistical information that lottery winners, they burn through their money. Same goes for athletes and famous people. They get the height of their performance and they bleed through their money fast. And I found that interesting. So then they end up right back in the tough, hard spots, sometimes poor, indigent, whatever, what you have. Those of us who are, let's just say, not as fortunate or maybe not as wealthy, we always talk about someday I'm going to have this when I get these certain money. Like, for example, I remember a long time I used to hear my sister talk about when I get my taxes. And I used to say the same things. When I get my tax return, I'm going to spend this and this money. As soon as it would come, as soon as it would go, then I'd go right back into that feeling of not feeling prepared and not feeling taken care of. So when I really started thinking about all this, I was like, wait a second. How did, if I were to go back a hundred years, maybe 150 years where tax returns weren't like this, what were they doing with a lot less than what I have today? Or maybe even a thousand years. What would they do with a lot less than what I already have today? It doesn't change. It doesn't matter in good times or bad times. It really doesn't. What matters is the training that you do mentally. Are you training mentally to be better or to handle the obstacles, the tough times? And I, for one, can say, no, I haven't as much as I should have. That's the key word I hate, I can't stand, should have. So when I look at all this and I look at what I'm attempting, what I'm approaching, what I want to go after, now I'm about to hit 50 in another month, month and three days. I'm going to hit 50 and I've already decided exactly what I'm going to do from that point on. All this time from... Now till then, what am I doing? I'm looking at all the activities that I've left for later, someone else to solve or to get to. A lot of times we approach our difficulties with an emotional objection. It's difficult. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to come up with these things. But the best way I can tell you how to approach it is take one thing at a time. If you owe an insurmountable amount of debts, no government, no program, no winning is going to cover what that is in the long run because you're going to go right back to it unless you start changing things. And that means I create, I've started creating cards like you see, and I put a quote on the back and I write them out and it may, and I think about it all day, putting it into life every day is so very important. 
it's important because the more that I train on it, the more that I put it, the more practice. When these times, good and bad, I know how to say no to my impulse. I know how to say no to just get it out of my way. When I look at good or bad, can I receive it with the same measure and feeling? And that's not easy for any of us. It's easier to say than to be done. Of course it is. But that's the point. That's the beautiful opportunity is when we're saying it, it's like I, I now choose this opportunity to do something differently. I choose and I may not know what it feels like, but I know what the opposite feels like. You know, when you don't have it done, you feel horrible or you feel like, are you really fulfilled? You can feel I'm really excited. But when that excitement, and those good times end and everything flows, good times, bad times, sad times, hard times, it doesn't matter what it is. Everything flows at some point. When you look at how things flow, they're meant in seasons. Like right now, we're, we're approaching the fall season. It's a wonderful time because a lot of the things die off and go into the ground for fall, winter, and spring all have a purpose. Metaphorically, physically, and spiritually, they all have a purpose. So why don't we understand that? What have we forgotten? When I look at many people's pantries, you know, I sometimes like <laughs> my friend's house and say, hey, go grab something out of here. And there's my pantry's over there. A lot of times the pantry's empty. It has a collection of just garbage stuff they can't even use if they were to use most of what's in there. But I'm not nosy, but I just observe. Sometimes you're observing things come across your eyes. And when we're not prepared for good times or bad times, we receive it the same way every single time. It's not important until it hurts, you know, or we run empty. I think that's a trend right now going on in the world is what is going empty we're complaining like a people right now the biggest complaints in california for example and i will talk about this individual the governor earlier this year he passed a bill he wrote into a bill that there will be no more sales of electric cars or gas cars excuse me um as of 2020 2035 and we can't ignore that the mining for lithium is a problem because it does leave a definitely an ecological and geological displacement. It definitely damages our land. But the thirst and the hunger to fill to exchange gas-powered vehicles for the electric, what damage is exchange? We're not polluting as much. The environment imprint is not as bad, not as much heat, but it's only one small thing. As of Tuesday, they because it was the start of the heat wave, I believe, they, what happened was, is they sent out a warning, hey, don't try to fuel up your electric vehicles. Um, the grid's being over overloaded. And even with many people with solar panels and all that good stuff, they're like, what? What are you talking about? And so recently, it's kind of like a slap in the face to the governor. It's not just on him. It's the government because the state assembly and the senators and congressmen, they all support this overall. One transitional thing that looks good on the surface for another. And so these conveniences that we have, whether we have cars, vehicles, do we think about 
conservation do we think about preparing? Like even your car repairs, even your car now, have you done an oil change? Have you taken your squirt nozzle and squirt out the radiator? Believe it or not, when some of those AC units start to wear down, it's because there's so much grime and dirt on your radiator front and you just wash it out once every three, four months. It's from what I was learning about auto mechanics, wash it out in the temperature. And sure enough, I had it happen this weekend. I almost overheated in the peak heat. It was like 101 degrees. And I was out in, I was in Santa Cruz when I was overheated and I had to turn the AC off. And my family was just like, it's so hot. Because we're at a standstill. We're stuck in traffic trying to go to Santa Cruz. I had to turn off for a little while until we start going. And then when I asked my godfather, Richard, thank you so much, Richard, for your advice. He asked me, what can I do? He's like, start washing this off. Start by there. I said, do I need? And then the amount of mileage, he he said, you should change your radiator fluid. Just wash it after 100,000 miles or 50,000 miles. I think that's what he said. Just change it out. And these are remedies. So... The point is on that story is that when we need something, when we depend on something to get us to and from or communicate, are we taking care of things, you know, in good times for bad times so that it can serve us as we serve many different purposes? So what about our internal selves? Lately, I've been for the last two years way more sensitive and emotional over things. I've had difficulties with my kids. I've had difficulties with my work. But did I, am I preparing even through those, my training, once I get strong enough through those hard times, that's where I really take the opportunity. It's like, okay, I know what to do. And then when times get easier or better, do my keeping up the same reps? And this is where I learned about a story about LeBron James. And I don't like to refer to LeBron because I'm not really a big fan, but when he's off, he works out a different part of his body, whether it's being muscles, strength training, and he integrates it in all parts of life. So that same goes for us. You need to exercise. You need to do a lot of things, right? You need to, but do you, we will come up with the excuses. I don't have time too tired. I don't have a membership to a gym or I'm so busy in the morning. I don't have time to read. I mean, whatever it may be, but what about time for yourself? Even reflection and meditation, people say, I need to meditate and that's great. And you made that command, but where's the follow-up, the action. And so for me, I've really started to look at where can I slow myself down so that I can be the best person I can be good or bad times, doesn't matter. They're gonna come regardless. And I don't like them when they're bad and I love them when they're good, but this is why I've been reading into stoicism and it's to help train me emotionally. And matter of fact, just the other day, there was a question about stoicism that said, what's the most painful part of stoicism for you? I asked, and the quote from Epictetus, he says, men, the philosopher's lecture hall is a hospital. You shouldn't walk out of it feeling pleasure, but pain for you aren't well when you aren't or when you enter it. And 
what he means there is like when you're going into mental training and you're facing your own self and facing your own ego, that's a time where you're supposed to be challenged, where you're hardened because nothing comes to you easy. No skill. It, it takes training. And when we look at that, when we look at the training that it takes to live our lives, to be able to appreciate all things that come, it serves. And that's just like storing and having a cellar or a pantry storing up goods. When COVID started, for example, a lot of times I felt, I looked at our pantry, I looked at, we, we didn't have hardly anything. We're just buying. We took advantage of the grocery store, always had stuff. Hey, I want to go to Costco, go to Safeway, whatever. Just grab the stuff. But that question about how do I feel about training on philosophy and stoicism on a daily, you know, yeah, it is painful. I like to, sometimes I'm a coward on it. I like to run. I don't want to face that. Some of these questions and some of these training. But if I do, as I've gotten older, I definitely handle things a lot better than I've ever done. So that's really the sum, the meat of the show. It's Sunday Tomorrow's Labor Day. I'm going to take full advantage of Labor Day as a day, a third day off that I get to attend to my home, my dwelling, my person, my spirit, and all the things I want to work on. So now that I'm getting this third day off, and it doesn't come too often, I don't get many extra days. I don't take many extra days. I work really hard on a lot of different things. I'm going to take this opportunity to say I will work on a few essential things in the morning and then I will work on a few leisure things that will benefit me. And one thing about social media, I will learn. And what those things I will set forward and try to practice them all week and probably next week following and just put them and add them into my life. And that goes for health goes for your spirit it goes for everything and if you look at it you might appreciate the now a hell of a lot more in the future like i was just on i was over on the wisdom app and i was talking to a, a colleague of mine she goes by the identity of shaman and she was basically saying that She's so stressed when she's working out. Or, I mean, she has time off. She's not a vacation. How many of us feel that way? How many times do we feel, are we really taking the time off to be time off of being all these things that we're responsible? I haven't. The last vacation I took in June, I did. I went to Disneyland with my four-year-old and my beautiful partner, Adriana, and we took time off. You know, we, we, we stressed a little bit at the park. Don't get me wrong, but the joy I felt in just being there, it didn't, I didn't think about work. I didn't think about what I had to spend. I didn't think about none of that. I just let myself be just myself, enjoy my company and my family. And I enjoyed the money that I had. I spent and I'm, I don't regret not one dime, not one penny that I spent on that vacation because I hadn't taken one in several years. 
And it was only for, I think it was off five, six days. Yeah, six days. It felt good. But when I got home, I had an extra day off. I took that time. And, okay, now that I remember this good time, how am I going to prepare for the hard times next? I put that on delay, layaway, so to speak. And when I did that, hard times definitely came, followed up. So that means that I left gaps, big gaps in my life that needed to be addressed. So when I got back from vacation, I'm right back in repetition, right back in the revolution of whatever I needed to do. And guess what? Right back into where I could be the best part of me again. It's okay to take a little time off. Once you get back, you know, get right back into training, whatever it is, learning about finance, learning about your person, learning about whatever, Leave, not leaving opportunities on your shelf, not leaving things on layaway, so to speak, not spending more than what you have. Start learning how to capitalize yourself. These aren't foreign concepts. These are concepts that are preached and sold in programs all over the world all the time get rich, get out of debt. You hear these phrases all the time. So that's what I really want to share with you is good times and bad times. How can you really look at today? What you can do today? Today's Sunday. Might be another day, maybe Monday for you. But how can you approach today with the best sense of self and taking action and not too much thought. That's really what it sums down to. That's pretty much my show today. And if you have time, if you're watching this as a viewer, hit the button subscribe um, or share with friends. Maybe this might make a difference in their day. And that's what I want to leave away with Sunday brunch. And what I when I like to do Sunday brunch every so often, when I enjoy it, I enjoy being calm, collective. I enjoy so much. And what am I going to do today? Well, today it's supposed to be 108 degrees here where I live. So I'm going to Big Sur, California. I've been there several times. I've enjoyed each time. So I'm going to take the sand equipment, some beach towels, and some lawn chairs, a little bit of food. We're going to drive to Big Sur and a camera. We're going to have a great time. And then tomorrow, when tomorrow comes, the one thing I'm going to do is work on things, since I have an extra day off, to fill in the gaps that I've left open. So hopefully this is made. Don't forget to like and subscribe, but leave a comment on what you think about this episode. I definitely appreciate it. Subscribe to my, um, if you get a chance, I would highly encourage you to subscribe to my TikTok at 72thearchitect. It's pretty much the same on all my social medias. That's all the time that I have. We'll see you next. <laughs>